Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Today's guest is Larry Call. Larry existed in shame, fear, and pride, always feeling something was missing. Despite this, he created what appeared to be a reality of freedom, happiness, and satisfaction. He was given the courage to begin his Red Pill Pathway journey on April 2011 by his mentor, Jed Jacobs, on a retreat in the woods, beginning his self-exploration of himself. Larry decided to change his life at 5 a.m. on September 20th, 2020. He jumped off the cliff and dove deep into the rabbit hole of his belief system and inner burdens. Larry met his true self on February 15, 2023, after a series of harrowing exponential leap, leaps, dark night of the soul moments, and creation of the Red Pill Pathway. Larry lives in Evanston, Illinois, with Kelly, his patient and beautiful wife, amazing and talented daughter, Mila, and too many cats and dogs, including Daisy, Evie, Lucky, and Clover. In his spare time, he talks to himself, reads too many books, and hangs out with amazing friends. Enjoy the show. Hey, Larry. Awesome to see you, my friend. It's twice in one day. It's my pleasure, that's for sure. Yeah, you too, Drew. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for coming on. You know, as, as the audience knows, I bring people on who have met adversity in their lives, uh, you know, stuff happened to them and they made a decision not, not to give up uh, and then and instead move forward and become a stronger person for it. And as you know, in life, you know, we're promised when we're kids that life is linear. Things are going to happen a certain way if you do certain things. And we know it's not true. So reach back as far as you need to mm. and find that defining moment, that moment where you either had a tap on the shoulder or a two by four upside the head that made you realize, Larry, there's a better way to live, man, and I'm going to change it. Tell us about that. It's hard to pick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> There's been so many delineating yeah. moments like that that were really critical. And if I look back on them, I can see a theme. All right, let's go with a theme. Let's, um, let's, let's, let's oh, okay. Theme. Should, I do it? Should I do it that way? Yeah, let's do theme. That sounds good if you can find a pattern. So I map it back against my entrepreneur experience in a lot of ways because for me being naturally gravitating towards working for myself mm -hmm. primarily because I, I can't work for anybody else or they won't let me <laughs> um, but I really should be working for myself anyways yeah. leads me down this path of having vision orientation so I'm always thinking about what my vision is so it's not just a job it's like this is my thing this is what I do and I've got to figure it out mm -hmm. so my big event life events have matched up perfectly with my uh, work trajectory okay. <clears throat> and if I look back what I found was that there was always a moment where the feeling inside was I can't do it like this anymore and it's different in terms of what that means. So we can get specific about the content of that. But in essence, underneath, it was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I get into this, I can't do this anymore moment. And then the next thing that always went on in my head was, who am I 
to think that. Okay. So I began a little inner fight. Hmm. This little inner fight. So this yep. little voice inside me was telling me, no, you don't have to live like this. Hmm. There's a better way. You don't have to keep doing this like this. And then immediately there was another voice that said, Larry, that's why they call it work. <laughs> or suck it up. <laughs> Who are you to decide you want to have the life you want? Yep. Every time. And I could go through all the examples, but yeah. that's definitely the pattern. And and every time those conversations were happening, each time did you lean towards the one that said it's supposed to be a struggle? Or did you lean towards the one that said it's not supposed to be a struggle? I always lean towards the uh, uh, grinded out mm-hmm. part. Yeah. And and I don't know if that's inevitable, but now that I understand how I look at this as I call it the reality system, right? Okay, right for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And now I understand how it works. Mm-hmm. So if I look back, then I would say, okay, now I, I get it. So now I would know what to do, sure. and now I do know what to do. So that problem solved. I don't have that problem anymore. That's that's gone away. I know how to live. Right in a way where I don't have that dilemma anymore. But back in the day at the time when I was going through these struggles, um, it was um, not until it got really bad that I started listening to the part of myself that actually knows what it's talking about. All right. So let's think about the Larry back then who, who was more uh, listening to the grind. If Larry of today brought back the re the, the reality that you know now to the grinded out Larry would the grinded out Larry have listened to 2023 Larry um yeah it's so interesting I never thought of that because that's such a great question I never thought of that question I couldn't find me mm. um I looked for answers outside of me and I didn't find me what I found were a lot of people who taught me to be like them mm-hmm And nobody taught me how to figure myself out. Mm. I teach people how to figure themselves out. I don't teach people to be like me because they won't, can't, and shouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. That's a a very good perspective because the truth is when we're struggling at a young age without the wisdom or experience, we seek out somebody who's going to tell us what to do. Yes. And that tell us what to do is going to be tell us how they did it. Now, they don't interject that you can adapt. You should adapt what I'm telling you, not adopt. There's a difference between adapt and adopt. Mm. And we're not really taught that. So we go out there trying to adopt somebody else's process and, and, and it doesn't work. And then we get frustrated until we get to where you are now, where you had that September 15th moment, right? <laughs> right. And I want you to get into that where, where now you realize that it's got to be Larry's way Maybe the Larry of today's way, not the Larry of 20 years ago's way. You know, it's, it's, I'll give you an ex, a concrete example of this yeah. from yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I do, um, I'm part of a, a men's group in the Chicago area called Men Living, and I do okay. retreats with them. And I've been through a bunch of these kinds of organizations, and mm-hmm. this is the one I'm involved in with right now. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. It's a national organization, and they run retreats. And, and so we were, we were at a meeting and we're having the meeting. Um, and somebody's talking about a coach they're working with. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with a lot of inner child drama pain. It, it's embodied pain. It, it was a tough upbringing. Yeah. 
and, and he's survived that out, upbringing and he understands what happened. Mm -hmm. He knows, right. he knows, he understands and he knows all of it, but his body hasn't caught up yet. Mm. Right. So that's the embodied understanding and release. Right. So he hired a somatic coach to help him. Mm. So he's describing the somatic coach experience and I'm listening to him and it's going okay. Right. And he said, well, she said it's in my body. Uh -huh. And I'm like, and I agree. That's true. So again, reality system, right. there's opinions and beliefs and someone's experience. And then there's how the reality system works. Sure. Yes. This stuff's in our body and our, our subconscious mind. It comes in, it lodges in the body. Mm -hmm. um, it's this thought. Uh, emotion uh, or thought uh, feeling like not right. you got to get it out you got to bring this stuff out yep. and release it so yeah got that but then the second thing she said uh was you need to be more in touch with your body mm. and i thought and i asked him a simple question i said when you feel a sense of truth coming what does it look like mm -hmm. and he says well i get an image mm. I said, oh, so you don't get that from your body. Right, right. That's and he right. said, no. Hmm. Okay, so she's steering him in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. If he's not feeling that physical, yeah. That's right, because she connects in through body because she's a somatic coach. Yeah. So she's taking what she knows, which right. is solid, and applying it to someone who has a different archetypal makeup. Absolutely. That's and right. that's going to screw him up. And this is what's always happened to me. Yeah. There wasn't somebody like me who could stand back and say, who are you? Yeah. Ask me the right questions and mm -hmm. see what was happening and mm -hmm. know how the system works. So I would know what to do. Instead, they were saying, here's what I know. So that might end up frustrating that poor guy because he's going to be looking for that physical thing and it's not there. He's got more of a, a visual that he works off of. That's interesting. It's interesting. So, um, I'm wondering how you got from, and we haven't talked about Solopreneur Inc. yet, to Red Pill Pathway, because there is a difference oh, in, yeah. your, in your philosophy. And so so tell us about um, how you uh, how your mindset shifted mm. and and how you went from one, because one was very successful. And so is it, be, you switch because like you maybe measured success differently and you had that transformation or what made you leave something that was so successful? So Solopreneur Inc. Um, could have succeeded, but never quite did. So that was 2023 okay. towards the beginning of the year. Now, I started another company years ago called Call Sales Partners, which is now rebranded OpGen, Op Generation, okay. like Opportunity Generation, which is a sales outsourcing company. So that's, I think, what you're referring to. Yeah. And that company... Um, I uh, did very well, very quickly. Okay. Um, and I, I, I did it through, through just effort, struggle, okay. make it happen. And that was fine as I was doing that. I wasn't always um, happy about the experience of doing it, mm -hmm. but I, I, and I liked and was good at the fight. You was know, it a grind? Was it a grind? Like it, you would talk not about? always. Sometimes it was very exhilarating. All so right, okay. right, I was right. in this mode of I wanted to win this victory over myself. I wanted to win this victory over life, over the market, yeah. get this company to succeed. And I really I dove in and I mastered uh 
how to struggle uh, without complaining. I mastered how to make an effort okay. uh, effortlessly where I just could get in there. I could work every day. I could work every, every day. I worked on um, uh, challenges, all, all these kinds of things. And then I hit a moment where I wanted to start looking for the next challenge. Okay. So I was willing to take a risk. So I gave up some money to have somebody be a VP of sales for the company and started delegating more responsibility okay. Okay. to look for my next challenge. This was right. after during the pandemic year. Right. So I'm out there looking around and I was like, I like it over here in the new land better. Mm. It seems more fun. Okay. There was this idea of this seven figure uh, company with uh, 80 to 90% profit margins, doing it on social media, mm -hmm. um, the, the whole kind of group product with leverage and scale approach. And I'm watching all this stuff and I'm like, I want to go over there. Mm. And instead of this thing, which is service oriented with okay. clients and delivery of complex services and right. retainers and legal agreements and just all kinds of like, and the margins aren't the same. You have to have right. a team. I was like, I, I want to move away from that. Yeah, right. Um, now, here's what happened is I found tons of challenges and I found a lot of different options through the summer. Right. And that company went through my company, the call sales partners at the time, right. went through a cash flow crisis. And I was looking at being maybe two, three hundred grand in debt um, in the fall and bleeding money and thinking, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to work? Now, I didn't have a problem because I could have just let somebody go. True. That's right. I would have had plenty of cash. I would have been making 30 grand a month. That's right. That's Net. Net. I just let a couple of people go. Instead, I'm digging a hole, hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And a credit line that's starting to bloom. No, no. So I looked at this, it never occurred to me to feel okay about this. I looked at this and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I hate, I can't work in this company anymore. Right. I can't, I just can't, I'm exhausted by it. Right, right. Um, but if I let somebody go, then I have to do the work and I can't do that, but I can't afford them anymore. Yeah. And that was the dilemma. Yeah. And that yeah. was when the change happened mm -hmm. and it happened on September 19th three o'clock in the morning. And then everything changed on September 20th okay. at five o'clock in the morning. Okay. Wow. And then everything changed. And I All call right. those quantum leaps. All right. So you're able to pinpoint the 19th and 20th of September. And I know it's it's a challenge to explain it in words to people who haven't gone through it. Yes. In your best ability, mm -hmm. <laughs> try to elicit some kind of emotion out of us and yes. explain what you went through. And I'm, I'm yes. sure there are people in the audience who have gone through something like that. So here's the emotion. Um, it's a feeling of utter inner um, despair without any rational explanation. Okay. Right? Yep, yep, so yep. inside, it's a feeling of things are gravely wrong. They are not okay. Mm -hmm. Or a hint of it. Okay. Now, some people at the hint of it wake up a bit and say, oh, I better pay attention to this right many of us including me now i do now i i can i can see it immediately now but that right. took a, while, a few years working yeah. at it. yeah but but at that moment yeah those hints were all ignored in favor of seeking another challenge I see. Okay. so the inner hint of something's kind of off here mm. why doesn't this feel right yeah was i was trying to solve that by finding a better new business opportunity okay 
Okay. Right. Instead of looking inside and saying, there's something going on inside me that's shifting. Yeah. Because this is what we're taught in our culture is not to pay attention to ourselves. We're taught to go chase things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's this is what happened. And I see this happening virtually to everybody I meet. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why they're having trouble. Absolutely. They're focusing on if I get this thing over here, mm-hmm. then I'll feel different. Right. Right. As opposed to just be who you are and that thing will come if 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 it's if it needs to if it needs to come. We were talking about needs and wants earlier this morning. And yes. uh and I love your perspective on needs and wants. What was the you you had said something this morning about the struggle and the struggle was all lifted when you realize you don't even have to have needs and wants and then everything's okay. You you said it much more eloquently than I. Well, so, I'll try. Um, so what happened on September 18th uh, or 19th and then the 20th was that my craving, my need, my lack inside for a feeling that things were okay mm-hmm. because I thought I needed to solve a financial and a business problem. Right was not solvable mm-hmm. because it's not solvable. The solution for me was to feel that experience of inner turmoil deeper okay. as I felt it deeper. And I allowed that feeling to come. It melted. I melted into the feeling right. and I came out the other side of a tunnel in a different place Unbelievable. at five o'clock in the morning. And I woke up at five o'clock in the morning and I felt like something different is going on mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is, Okay, but this is better than last night. Absolutely. And I went with it and I turned that company over to this guy to run. Right. And I just said, my life will be different mm-hmm. from this date. And I don't quite know how or why but I am going to focus on growing and developing internally. Now that's another, what I call phase. Now we're we're moving into a new phase of entrepreneurship. Okay. So you're talking September 19 and 20 today. We're recording this on October 26th. It has, this is 2020, 2020. 2020. So you're talking about 2020. Yeah. This was three years ago. There's many more. There's a many more chapters to this story. I want to hear them. So this was chapter. Why don't we have time? But this is chapter one of the new chapter. We've got some time. You're weaving this beautifully because it seems to be like a, it ebbs and flows. Yet it Mm -hmm. yet yet it's it's similar. It's a similar uh, occurrences, and you're starting to wake up to it. So now, so we're three years ago. This happened. Then how did you? What was your next next step in your journey? So I looked at a journal I was keeping. Okay. And the difference in the entries in the journal are remarkable. Okay. All right. They're remarkable. It is like a different person wrote it. Okay. And what happened was I started to get up at five o'clock in the morning every day. And I spent an hour with myself. Okay. Uh, I got rid of all the news channels. Good for you. I got rid of the email inboxes. I, I got rid of the working early uh, stuff. Now you don't have to do this early in the morning. You can do it at night. You can do it yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah. But I began what now three years later I call I, I call it a um, daily vision practice, and okay. and I kind of got it down to five steps in thirty minutes, and that fundamentally changed everything. But it took a few years 
for me to really understand how it works and how to adapt it based on the principles of it mattering, but not the specifics of it, because different people do this in different ways and it needs to be adapted. So it took a little while to figure that out for myself first. Right. Now, now would you say that the, the tools are already within you and it's, and it's a matter of somehow pulling them out and using them appropriately? This was the fundamental insight. So the idea of winning the victory over self in my environment, which is where the way I was living right. as an entrepreneur, yeah. was about inner knowing as well, but without any awareness yeah. of it. Right. So it was just being in the world, paying attention to what was going on, and mastering my environment as best as as best I could. Mm-hmm. Now there were inner connections happening, but I had no awareness of them. Yeah, absolutely. Now what shift, although, and you know, people misunderstand this. So, um, but I studied meditation mm-hmm. and I did Tai, I've done Tai Chi for many years. So I did all those things. Right. That is not inner awareness opening no. necessarily. It can be a vehicle to that, mm-hmm. but it can also be just a vehicle for energy flow mm-hmm. or awareness or focusing. Right. That's, it's just a tool. Yeah. So I was doing all those things. I've always have. So what came out of those moments and being able to recognize for me, the shift in my awareness of myself was that there was an inner life, grow that inner life, develop that inner life became primary over paying attention to what was going on outside of me in my environment. Absolutely. Right. That was the shift. Right. And, and I think the, the result of that is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't give a shit about any, what anybody thinks about me. Well, that took longer. So, um, that is a long journey. I yeah. So we're, about. yeah. Um, <laughs> now that I think comes from, and there's, yeah, I, I got there with that. And, and, and I, and I was thinking a lot about that. I was, I was thinking, I don't know if this inner journey thing necessarily parallels that. I think okay. for me, it, it, it was a way of getting there. Okay. But I think, why don't we want to be ourselves? Yeah. Because we don't want to feel humiliation. Right. Yep. But when we feel enough humiliation, we don't care anymore. Yeah, we may feel a little embarrassed, but right, at some right. point you don't even feel embarrassed anymore. You don't care at all. Right. You could be a completely unconscious mm-hmm. sort of stand-up comic. Yeah. And if enough humiliation and punches in the face and heckling after a while, you're like, I don't care what anybody thinks anymore. Yeah. I think it's about the shame experience. Yeah, I would think so too, the shame experience. Yep. So I had all my shame experiences that I could possibly have in my own mind. Yeah over time. And as I had those myself, no one else could trigger shame in me. What was your, your, your self-identity belief about Were were you into the self-respect and self-love and self-trust to be able to withstand all this? Or did you struggle with how you thought about yourself? I felt uh, shame uh, around myself, my, uh, my, a big chunk of my life about just who I was okay. like uh, an inner feeling of, of shame, lack, something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then that evolved into 
living in uh, a lot of uh, uh, fear, but being motivated by the fear, um, being motivated by anger at certain points, then later being motivated and very prideful Mm -hmm. about what he's doing. And I don't see those things as positive or negative. I just see them as motivators and, and that is all gone. Um, And now it's more about just experiencing who I am directly. Um, So the uh, way that people experience themselves depends on where they are and there's nothing wrong with any of these things right one way or another right um for me i attach to a lot of beliefs all of the time so i was always looking for an answer uh, something to believe in right you know what's the philosophy what's the approach right what's the you know what's the thing and i think i've i think i've learned that what i believe in is what i know inside myself is right Yep. So I don't need to subscribe to an orthodoxy of any kind, um, yep. an approach or, or, or a guru or a philosophy or, or any of it. I'm just like, w- what feels right yeah. for me is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'll tell you where you're at right now. I, I can I'm not there yet. Uh, and I could see how that can be enlightening and just take the weight off your shoulders because uh for me and for a lot of individuals who end up in entre- as an entrepreneur but live their lives in the corporate world because that's what we were supposed to do, uh, we're always trying to find where we fit in. You know, what the round, what are the round peg and the square thing? And, well, here, here. So I got my Jack Kerouac. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I love round, that. I read that to me was before. Yeah. The round pegs and the square hole. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And that's. I, Mm-hmm. So Drew, you know why I got to I got I got all this stuff that I've got right now because wow. I couldn't fit in anywhere. Yeah, I, I spent my whole it. life trying to get a corporate job or a normal career. I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to work for myself. Yeah. I really did, but I yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. I was trying to conform, and I couldn't. Yep, kept yeah. failing at everything. I, I, and now I, tell you, now I, I see the gift in it. Looking back, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I and I think you know the more of us who who conform and and comply and who struggle and go somewhere else to try to conform and comply and can't, there's nothing wrong with us. I thought there was something wrong with me. I can't fit anywhere. What the hell, you know? Yeah. It wasn't us. You know, there, there's a need in this world for entrepreneurs and uh, we really, we're what drives the country. Um, but we're steered away from that when we're young for whatever reason. So uh, get us uh, now to red pill pathway and dive in a little deep, to what you're doing now, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fortunate to be experiencing some of what you're going through now by uh, hanging around with you, which I, I'm grateful for. So go and dive into that and and tell us how you you now are that different, Larry Call. You you're just a different you're the different man. Yeah, it's a it's a shift, and um, the moment that this started happening came after another inner exhaustion moment yeah so you start to see the theme yeah um this is not me now i didn't create this reality system that we live in and how the world works uh, but i'm i'm i I understand it now because i've i've been wrung out by it wrung out to dry enough times now where i can look back and say oh (laughs) oh that happened again Mm -hmm. how is that true like oh i'm starting to wake up to some of this stuff now yeah what happened is I had spent all this time on this idea, solopreneur Inc. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm out here with this free event and that I've been running for three years and I'm doing all this social media stuff because I'm following the gurus. Mm -hmm. So who are say, get your content right, get your avatar, get your persuasion, get your funnel, get your offer. And I'm doing all of it. So I did all of it. I did the Russell Brunson. I did Alex Hermosi. I did Todd Brown. I mean, I go on and I did all the gurus, all of them. I went through every single one of them. I got Eugene Schwartz book beyond advertising up there. I had trout rice positioning. I go on and on and on Cialdini's persuasion. Yeah. None of it worked for me. No. Yeah. None of it. I learned a lot, mm -hmm. but absolutely none of it worked. So Solopreneur Inc. Yeah. Is, is up and running and I'm like, I'm going to do a launch. So this was in uh, January mm -hmm. and 20 people signed up and paid. Okay. And I felt awful. Okay. I felt awful. And I remember feeling afterwards when they showed up for the meeting, during the headlights, looking at me to tell them, here's what I know and feeling I have nothing to offer these people. Was that reality? or your belief it was reality okay. so so here's the reality i built a company based on what i thought would work okay based on what the marketers taught me as opposed to a company that matched the life i wanted to have okay that okay to be with the people that i wanted to be with to do the thing i wanted to really do that i had not yet connected deeply enough into myself to access yet Hmm. right well, it wasn't so now all of a sudden i got to show up and help people do yeah. something that i didn't want to help them do all right because 20 to me the first time sounds pretty cool i thought it was going to be 200 and i remember being very okay. disappointed and feeling why doesn't anybody like me wow. and 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 i'd spent uh, at least 150,000 bucks on social media coaches oh, and okay i, I over three years and, yeah, and I, I did all the programs and i'm like what is wrong with me? Like, okay. why does nobody like, and you know, I would put out a post and I'd get, you know, 20 comments sometimes, or I'd yeah, get yeah. a bunch of likes, or sometimes I get little and the, the yeah. algorithm changed and I had to start over again. And then I would join one of these LinkedIn groups. And how do you do LinkedIn? And I remember this is just, this is exhausting. Where you're chasing. Yeah. Yeah. I can exhausting. I feel it, man. I feel it. Yeah. Wow. I, well, I love the shift now because something's, I, I can feel you. Well, let me, let me give you the shift. So, so what happened is, I gave up again and I said, if this is going to be exhausting in the same way, the business I left right. that may, would make me more money, right. if I just got rid of all this other stuff I'm doing, mm -hmm. went back to it, I don't want to, right. it doesn't feel like it's what I want, right. but I should just do it because I got to be practical. Somebody I'm going to run out of money here, Yeah, yeah. you know, and I might as well be miserable with money than then miserable without making money. Right. Absolutely. Or, or more money. Yeah, I can make more money faster in right. the, in the other company. The minute that happened, everything changed again. And I had another leap, hmm. an internal shift okay. and an opening and a feeling of expansion okay. beyond what I'd experienced before. And that's when the red pill pathway ideas started to come in. Okay, wonderful. And then you started to channel that and you're where you are right now. So where are we now with red pill pathway? Well, it's for um, entrepreneurs who who look at success mm -hmm. in terms of freedom, satisfaction, and, and happiness, and have a vision inside them. They're trying to get out. And my 
conviction around this is that that vision is supposed to happen okay. if you're connected to yourself deeply enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this pathway is about how do you connect deeply enough with that part of yourself that's going to steer you in the right direction and bring that vision to life in a way that works for you mm -hmm. as opposed to what will work mm -hmm. as is taught by marketers mm -hmm. who are going to perhaps help you be successful often doing something you won't want yes, later, absolutely. which is what happened to me twice. What's happened right. in my life four times, five times. Right. Where I, I succeeded at something or sort of almost succeeded and it would have succeeded if I kept yeah. going. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I didn't want. Exactly. exactly. Five times. Right. And, and your approach now, the money will follow. Yes. And it will, and it will feel, it'll feel, you'll feel more aligned with your values when the money follows because you're doing what you love, what makes you happy. And, and I love the approach, Larry, because most of what, heals us comes from within. Um, and if we are chasing something on the outside to define our happiness, we're going to fail. And pro more often than not, not learn from it. Because like you said, you went four times following the marketing. Field. Five times. Four or five times now. <laughs> five times. Yep, yep, yep. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, now, what else do you have out on the horizon that you feel comfortable enough to share? Well, I think what we're doing together with uh, Brian Muka, we said, so we're, we're going to run a retreat in the Dominican Republic. A friend of mine um, has a retreat center down there. It's really incredible, like on the beach. And um, my idea for the, oops, let me turn this off. My idea for the retreat, um, when you and I were first talking about it, I was talking to Brian about it was, I've been on a lot of these things and the experience of the expansion and the you know whatever ayahuasca thing or the or the inner work thing or whatever the the thing is that people are doing then they come back and it's monday yeah yeah but my idea is let's reverse it <laughs> so why don't we spend a week figuring out how to have an not only an incredible monday but like an incredible year but not plan anything right no goals mm -hmm. no strategies we i don't have any goals i don't have any strategies i have a vision yeah and I know what to do because I'm connected with myself. So how do we connect with ourselves? There's a woman on Instagram who's very popular, very popular. And yeah. she had this video where she was making fun of her inability to sit on the couch for, for 30 seconds oh my God. by herself, not checking her phone. Okay. And I thought, why would anyone follow someone like that mm -hmm. to learn anything? Yeah. When that's the only way to know anything is yep. to get to know yourself. Yep, yep. So I'm like, let's have a get to know ourselves weekend and that. then construct a strategy from that. That's not a strategy, just right. a different way of living throughout. Sure. The Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it was like what you mentioned before, how you pushed away all the social media and everything, you know, to try to give yourself a chance to get to know yourself. Uh, very important. Um, so yes, I'm I'm grateful to be partnering with you and Brian on that. I think it's going to be uh, a life changer for a lot of people, including us. Um, let me see. So now I know that the audience has certainly captured the essence of this Larry call, and it's nice to be able to see the difference between the two. Uh, they're going to want to get in touch with you, Larry. So we're going to make it easy here. So so folks, uh, redpillpathway.com. All right. That's Larry's website. You can scroll down and you'll see where it says on the entrepreneur experience. Um, definitely register for that. 
see what it's like. I was there this morning. It's unbelievable. Um, you, there's a there's a registration link in there. Uh, there's a quite a few things that Larry's doing in, in line of what we just talked about. And just to talk about it is not enough. You need to experience it. So redpillpathway.com, I definitely suggest you hop on as soon as you you, you uh, finish listening to this uh, this episode. Uh, geez, Larry, I could talk to you all day. All right. So I have two final questions. All right. Yeah. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. So Larry, so picture this. You have the opportunity to sit down with young seven to 10-year-old Larry mm. to give him advice about life. After everything we talked about, what are you going to tell him? You know, it's very simple. And and I, I really only would say one thing. And I would say with absolute conviction, I would say you already know the answer. Every single thing you think is true is right. Everything, every single thing. I get emotional just saying it to my old self because no one told me this. Yeah. No one ever told me I knew that those little hint, those hinges, those gut instincts that yeah. other people were lying or wrong in what they believed, mm -hmm. those those ideas of recognizing in the society that that what people who were incredibly successful were saying was wrong mm -hmm. for me, yeah. and just often just plain wrong altogether, yeah. mm -hmm. but definitely more importantly wrong for me yeah. um, was something no one ever told me. No, no. Well, thanks for sharing that with your younger self and the people out there who needed to hear that, Larry. All right. So switch, switching hats. Now, now you have the opportunity. You're sitting down with young Larry, the entrepreneur, young businessman, and you want to give him advice about business. Mm. You're going to tell him. You know, I think that the biggest thing hurdle for me, and it took a long time to really believe this, like to, to have just an inner certainty and knowingness around this uh, idea is that I separated what I always wanted from what I could have. Always wanted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I thought these were two separate things. Mm. And I see this a lot where people will say, well, my passion, my purpose, my vision, my mission or whatever is over here, mm -hmm. but that's not practical mm -hmm. now because I got the stuff I got to deal with. Mm -hmm. So, but I want to be over here okay. now. The solution is not to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. The solution is to recognize that if you have a vision inside yourself, that's that big, it's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. supposed to happen. Right. It doesn't make sense for a reality system, as I'm talking about it here, to be constructed, to give somebody that talent or that vision, and then at the same time, make it impossible to happen. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. but you don't get to have it the way you want, Right. but you have to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And what you learn how to connect into that vision, which is inside yourself deeper through these practices I'm talking about, and how to bring that out in the world in a way where you don't compromise it, but you're presenting it in a way people can understand. Because mm -hmm. usually these things require other people to change their thinking right. and that triggers people. So there's a way of speaking where it's easier for them to understand. And um, I would tell as a business person, I would say, basically don't listen to them. <laughs> listen to yourself and when you see something that feels right, <clears throat> go. If it doesn't feel right, don't listen to anything that that person says, no matter how successful they appear to be or how persuasive they are. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, very, very good point. Um, absolutely. Jeez. Yeah, our, our gut, our gut is 99% correct. Yes. 99% of the time our gut is correct and we don't right. listen to it. We got to start listening to it. So Larry, um, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm I'm grateful. Thanks, I'm grateful we we've known each other for these years and just recently yeah. are getting close. Um yeah. it's it's amazing how things happen. Uh, you know, I think we've known each other for probably about three years on and off through LinkedIn and all these events. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, for whatever that universe reason is, we are now uh beginning on a journey that I think is going to change lives. And I'm yeah. excited to be on this path with you, my friend, this red pill pathway. Um, I commend you for, for switching gears and going after what you believe you need as a human, as the uh, human being you are meant to be. So thank you too, oh, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, everybody, you take care of yourself. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, Please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com, expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.